This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. All right, so um, we are, this is, this is new. This is, this is, I don't even know how to start this. This is like uh, a fill-in. A pinch hitter, yeah, type collab, of a collab. There you collab, go, collab, maybe a collab. So, um, I think what we're gonna, we'll just start off with the obvious here. Uh, my name's Dan Johnson, and I am not Kurt. You're not Kurt. <laughs> I'm not Kurt. <laughs> Kurt has more fingers than me. Yep. Right. Yep. And um, uh, he's he's had some family issues recently. His dad passed away. Yep. Uh, of some health complications, and um, I don't know anything uh, other than I know how to podcast. And uh, so I called up Kurt and I was like, hey, man, if you need some content, I'll I'll, I'll provide my services. Right. And uh, he's like, uh, all right, Dan, I'll take you up on that. Uh, he we both reached out to Eric here and uh, here we are. We're going to um, do a BS session. That's right. That's right. So where this goes, we have no idea. No idea. No we idea. We could talk about freaking anything. Prostitutes. We could. We could. You never know. You never know, man. It could go anywhere. You never and know. I feel... I feel more at home almost talking to you about what where this podcast is going than mine. Like, I hold myself back a lot on my on own, yours, on right, my own right. podcast. And so, so listening to you guys, I, I get a little jealous of this free form oh, yeah. of content that you guys put out. Because you've been on ours before. You know yeah. how we are. We don't give a fuck. No, no. And uh, uh, so I'm happy. That right. I can do or say whatever I want today. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> do you got a name for your studio? Oh, dude, I've thought about it. Right. So I either call it like the Nine Finger Compound. There you go. Or I call it the Sportsman's Nation Galactic Headquarters. Okay. So they're both. I don't know. Uh, or I call it the place where I can't hear my kids scream. There you go. A little getaway. Yeah. The getaway. It's kind of cool. It's like above your garage in the attic. Kinda. Yep. Yep. All my sheds, uh, favorite sheds hanging from the wall. Uh, all like, it's not neat. It's just like piles of hunting clothes. Like that pile of clothes right there. I got back from uh, South Dakota in December, and it hasn't moved since. Oh, then. I'm the same way, man. Yeah. My sink, uh, my sink crusher closet. After hunting season, <laughs> I throw all my shit in there, and I don't organize it till the next fall. Right. So it's just a shit mess all all summer and everything. Yeah. Uh, and so, um, and you saw what you had to walk through my garage. It's just one corner of hunting gear and it's not organized. It's just Jenga stacked on top of each oh, yeah. other. Just, just so it's out of the way. And my wife doesn't get pissed at me. She's like, when are you going to move your, when are you going to move that stuff so I can get the car in here? So <laughs> next fall, probably yeah, exactly <laughs> uh, when it goes back into my truck. Right. So, um, I guess I, I want to, I honestly want to say something um, about this whole Kurt and his dad situation, yep, uh, I think so. first, because it's the obvious, right? So is there anything that you need to say or want to say about this whole, whole ordeal? No, I just want to say thank you for everyone reaching out to Kurt and, um, 
you know, all the messages that we received today and all the kind words and everything. And, yeah. you know, Papa, I don't know if you ever met Papa Dave at all, but um, he was a hell of a guy, man. Yeah. Uh, I first met him. We did a Father's Day shoot out of a local archery club. Yeah. I don't know, five, six, seven years ago. And ever since then, you know, he's always had a smile on his face and always joking around. Yeah. He'd do anything for you. I mean, just the nicest guy you'd ever meet. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. And I'll, I'll tell you this, you know, I don't know the guy. Uh, I, I can just tell by listening to you talk and, and seeing the social uh, posts that have been made, you know, one hell of a guy. Yep. But I think this is kind of a, an opportunity to remind us what is actually important in this world. Oh, yeah. And it's not the fucking score of a deer. Nope. You know, it's not big bucks. It's not uh, what brand you're using or any of the stuff that in a normal life we in a normal day we feel is important right right it's uh in my experience it is the experiences and who you share those experiences oh, yeah. with it's the memories man Absolutely. and that's what we can always look back on and you know we might not always remember what bow we were shooting or what right. arrow we were shooting or broadhead or whatever you know that shit goes out the window but it's yeah. you're always gonna know who you're with and who is there to help you drag help you yeah. drag it and experience that moment yeah. with you yeah and that's what that's all that matters really yeah in the end yeah and uh, it, it sounds cheesy, dude, but you got to cherish every one oh, of those do. moments, man. You do. And uh, it makes me realize how, how kind of fragile life is. And, and this, this spring, uh, on Friday this week, is Iowa's second season shotgun. And I'll be taking my daughter out with me for the first, like, I say first time because it's the first time. I'm, I'm taking her out of school on Friday. Right. I'm taking her out in the timber. We're going to do what I do out there. And uh, she's excited for it, and it just is kind of one of those things where, you know, sp just spend as much time with her as possible and, and, and all that stuff. So shout out to Kurt and his entire family yep. and, and all of the working class uh, crew that has been affected by this. So, Yep, and to all the support from everyone, yeah. is, I mean, it's huge. And uh, I know he really appreciates it and everyone that reached out to him. So yeah, just want to say a huge thank you to everyone. Yeah. All right. So good vibes out, all right. Now, now, I I don't like I, like I told you I told you earlier. I don't listen to a ton of podcasts. Like other than the podcast that I edit every day, right. my own. Um, you know, if I'm ever traveling, I'll, I'll pop some on. But I don't get to <laughs> I don't get to hear. Um, you know. Oh, did you hear so and so's podcast? No, I didn't. Right, I didn't. I didn't hear. See, it. I don't listen to a lot of hunting podcasts. Right, I listen to quite a bit of com or comedy podcasts. You yeah. know, just to make the day go by. Yeah, because music sucked after a while. Right, but uh, yeah, I don't listen to very many at all either. Right, and uh, I'm kind of a nerd because one of my favorite podcasts, um, what it's called, uh, Star Talk. It's with I don't know. Do you know a guy named Neil deGrasse Tyson? No, no. Okay, he's an astrophysicist, <laughs> okay. but he has a comedian on his show. So they talk about black holes and uh, space travel and, and nerd stuff like that. But then the you know, like the comedian will come in and go like black holes. You know, that's what she said. Or, you know? <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> so that that kind of that kind of stuff. But you know, and I, I've thrown on the working class uh, bow hunter podcast a handful of times, and, and one thing that I've never really heard you guys ever talk about was. You know, when I hear working class, I hear jobs. Yep. Like, and so I thought one I one idea that we could talk about um, is some of the shittiest jobs that we've had oh, throughout boy. our life. Yeah. Do you do you have one that really stands out? Uh, yeah, bale and hay. Oh yeah, dude. Bale and hay is a you know I did yeah. it from I was eleven to hell I don't know sixteen. Yeah. You know just sweating balls getting all <laughs> cut up by the hay and i i actually bailed hay for my boss at the time yeah because he had goats okay so i would help the, i'd help him out whenever he left town to do chores for goats which yeah. biggest pain in the ass you've ever seen <laughs> but we'd bail hay with him every summer and he's just a grumpy old fucker you know <laughs> Smoke about 12,000 cigarettes, and he'd always drive the tractor. Right. And just yell at you the whole <laughs> Why time. Why aren't you working harder? Yeah. <laughs> Stack that little straighter so it don't fall off, you know. But Yeah, I can remember uh, bailing hay for my grandpa. Um, I didn't. I lived in the same town, and then we ended up moving. But in, during the summertime, I would come back and uh, help around the farm. 
and uh, sometimes in uh, the fall where I'd, you know, uh, probably driving a tractor with a full wagon of grain before, you know, I, I was probably ready to do it. Oh, yeah. Right? Turning oh, corners yeah. way too tight. Maybe one wheel of the wagon goes into the ditch, and you're goes, like, oh, shit. Don't roll. Don't, <laughs> don't roll. roll. But, uh, uh, yeah, that baling hay and, and detasseling. Did you ever detassel? Oh, yeah, we did. Fuck. We, we, we had it easy, though, because we always rode on those machines, yeah. you know, which back then it was a bunch of your buddies from right. high school. Right. And you just sit around and fuck around all right. day, you know. Right. And, uh, and if it was hot, dude, like it took me maybe one day of wearing short sleeves thinking, hey, man, or, or you know, maybe I'll take my shirt off and then getting corn the, oh, the corn cuts, cuts all oh, over yeah. your arms. The next day, I'm gloves, long sleeve shirt, tape around it. You know, people don't realize how sharp them freaking leaves oh, are. Yeah, especially when you're running from the cops. Like, a, oh a, yeah, a party, a party blows up. And Been there. <laughs> um, so one of the worst jobs I ever had was I I, I was a lifeguard. Now Ugh. that's not the worst job. That that job was easy, and I put on sunglasses and I stared at chicks all day. <laughs> right, that's all I did. <laughs> and then I'd pull a kid out if he got too if he went too deep. But one day, my dad, who was a building uh, a metal building salesman, he uh, he says, "Yeah, you needed a real job this summer." And it was the summer after my junior year of high school. And I was like, "Oh, what? I have a job, Dad?" He's like, "No, no, no. You, no you're working like six hours a day. You know, <laughs> two dollars an yeah, hour, probably. exactly. Yeah, minimum wage." And I was like, "Hey, I'm okay with that." He's like, "Nah, I got you a job at one of my contractors." Oh uh, boy. Uh, places and i'm like oh no construction right i gotta do construction now and it wasn't even construction it was like so first day i show up and i got my lunch box of food i got my jeans on steel-toed boots you know whatever hat bandana and uh, i got my hammer and uh, a measuring tape and i'm like okay thinking i'm gonna go actually construct something right <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. i can still i'm still I might have a panic attack just describing this. <laughs> I He goes, okay, every day a dump truck full of concrete and rebar is going to be dumped in this pile. Your job is to break the rebar out of this concrete and organize it. If it's still good, we'll use it again. If not, you know, we'll scrap it or whatever. <laughs> they gave me a sledgehammer and a fucking pick. Oh, and boy. And that's how I had to do it. Jesus. And it was in between two metal buildings with no wind, and I was and and I would just sit there and sweat and sweat. it didn't matter what the temperature was. In between those two buildings is 110 degrees. That'll make a fucking man out of you real fast, won't it? Well, or realize that hey, uh, maybe I should go to college, or right. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I should uh, take my education serious. Right. But but uh, so I would do that from like seven to like 3.30 or 4 in the afternoon, and then I would go lifeguard. Oh, and, boy. Oh, dude, that, that summer sucked. I was praying for two-a-day football practices right, at that point. Right. Or so, rain or something, you know, where yeah. you didn't have to work outside. Right, right. Did um, you ever work at a restaurant ever? No, but another shitty job I had was I worked at True Value, <laughs> like the hardware store, right. you know? And that was right when I was like 16, mm -hmm. 17, you know, out boozing all right. weekend with your buddies and then I'd go get up in the morning and go to work <laughs> hung over as hell right and I just hate having to deal with people as it is but try to do it all hung over man god that was one did, of the worst jobs ever I just imagine walking into the store and there's a 16 year old with a hangover and you're like hey uh, can you help me and you're like Jesus Christ go away yeah. I don't want to where's the bolt at I don't know over there somewhere aisle one yeah go ask somebody else I'll be in the back <laughs> I worked at a I worked at this restaurant and and luckily they are not open anymore. Um, I would I would sit there and I would do dishes for hours oh, and hours that. and I was like fourteen or fifteen at the time and I ended up uh, watching how food was made in this place and I never ate there. My dad was my mom and dad were like, hey, maybe we'll come and eat there with you and I'm like, D you better you better not. You're right. gonna die. I would watch him mix up the hamburger meat with all these spices. And then the this big mixer would get turned on too fast, and a big slop of hamburger would fall on the floor, and he'd pick, pick it, up it up and put he'd it throw it right in. back in. Oh, man, my wife has been in the <laughs> restaurant industry since she could work until she she's a teacher now. She's been yeah. a teacher the last five years, but yeah. she's always been a server or something. Yeah. 
and the story she has. Oh, I believe it. It's fucking mind blowing. Yeah, it. I believe it. I uh, I was listening to a guy here in Iowa City. This was a handful of years ago when he was in um, when he was in college. He was a bouncer at a at a bar in downtown Iowa City. Oh yeah, and he was telling me stories that would shock like. I don't want my kids to go to college if that's the case. No. Just like <laughs> I never went to college there, but I went there a lot of times because oh, yeah. I had buddies that went there, you right. know. Hey, goddamn, we should have been arrested a million times. <laughs> the, the, the worst case of poison ivy I ever had was running from the police. No shit. Yeah. I, uh, in high Knock school, on wood right now. Yeah. I've never had poison ivy. What? Never. Are you, Do you just not get it, or are you... Are you I don't know. I just... I've been around it. I, I always see I it. I hate you. But I've never had it in my life. I hate you. I get it bad. Really? Like, like hospital bad. See, and I don't know what it is because my old man's never had it. Yeah. But his brother, my uncle, he can be within 30, of, 30 yards of it. Yeah. And he'll get it. Yeah. I, uh, I'll i drive by it on the interstate and get it. Like, it, I get it bad. Really? Oh, dude. I We left uh, – we left uh, – no, what was happening? My buddy's parents out of town. He had a swimming pool, right? Of course, he's going to throw a party. Oh, yeah. And he's got a keg. And all of a sudden, um, like three of the guys thought it was a good idea to get on their four-wheelers, take off down the take off down the road, and uh, do, you know, just peel outs in the gravel. Oh, someone yeah. someone turned them in, and all of a sudden, we're just beam, beam, beam. All these four-wheelers come hauling down this guy's driveway. And right behind them, the DNR, the sheriff, like everybody. Oh, they had everyone. Whoop, like, just this party empties, and there's nowhere else for, for us to go, except we jump into this cattle pasture and run deep down into this, like, little gully that's right. down there. And I'm just in my swimming trunks. Barefoot, swimming trunks, no <laughs> shirt. And, and they looked for us for hours and hours and hours. And finally, they ended up leaving, and I got back in my truck and drove home, and... uh uh, the next day, it was when it kind of started creeping in. I was like, oh, man, I better take a shower or whatever. Yeah. And then I woke up the next morning. I looked like the elephant man. <laughs> like, my dad had to take me to the ER three days in a row. No shit. Yeah. I mean, I had it everywhere. Like, everywhere. Everywhere. Oh, God. Yeah. That's and it not was, good. it was ivy and poison sumac. Yeah. And the sumac gets those real big bubbles. Yep. And um, uh, I had to, like pop blisters to open my eyes i had it in the corner of my mouth oh, i had God. it on my manhood on my manhood <laughs> <laughs> and that sucks front and rear probably yeah oh dude it was bad it was bad and uh i always said to myself like dude i'm never gonna do that again right and then what do you do you go to another kegger and it gets busted off yep, and you run from the police again, again right yep, so yep yeah i've never had it i don't i mean i guess i'm one of them lucky ones that yeah. just i don't know if i don't get it yeah. Or I've just never touched it where, you know, because if you see it, yeah, you're not going to go up and touch it, you know, be obvious about yeah. it. I'll tell you this, man. When I used to hang tree stands uh, back in the day, it only took me a couple times until summertime, you know, it's July or mm -hmm. August. And, of course, you're procrastinating and you're going to hang a tree stand or whatever. And Get in a hurry. It's 90 degrees outside oh, yeah. and, and you don't wear long sleeves. But then, But then I started wearing, like, two long sleeve shirts, gloves, bandana right. across the face when I would go do that now. Or I would, like, and now I don't even set up or I don't even go pre-hang tree stands anymore. So it's all running guns. So typically by the time November, October hits, that shit's dead, the vines are off. Yep. Or, or if I want to go set up in a tree, I'll cut the vine mm -hmm. down yep. and then wait for wait to go back to it and set up in the summertime. Exactly. So, That's how I am too. Yeah. I'm, I'm mostly running gun, but I have those... I have some presets that have been hung for years, you know, that just... Good rut spots. Yep. Yeah. And they always stay up. You know, I'll go in, check the straps and all that shit. Yeah. August or so, and then call it good from there. Yeah. Let me... And this is a random question, but do you have, like, a set uh, a set rotation that you go into at the beginning of every season? Let's say it's, uh, it's November 1st. You got your time off work. You have your rut vacation or whenever that is. Do you start, like... I'm going to start at this tree stand with this wind, or is it just shoot from the hip the whole season? It's pretty much all in the wind. Like, whatever yeah. the wind's doing then. Yeah. Like, I have stands for pretty much every wind. Yeah. So whatever the wind's doing that day is the stand I go to. And then we have, me and Doug hunt a property down south, yeah. which it's huge, 20,000 acres. So, like, we have multiple spots in there. 
but we could only hang two tree stands at a time. So a lot of that is run and gun. Yeah. So we'll go in, hang a good rut spot, and then it's earn a buck. So you got to shoot a doe before you can shoot a buck. What state's that in? Iowa. Oh, okay. Yep. What? It's down at the ammunition plant down oh, in Burlington. Yeah, I know where that's at. Dude, there's guys telling me secrets about that place. Like, oh, it's crazy. Back in the, like, okay, so my favorite is when I go to a, uh, I go to the taxidermist and I, I bring my buck in and I'm like, oh yeah, I shot a good one this year. And then somebody from the ammunition plants yep. brings one. Because that's, I mean, the ammunition plant, Old Barn are only. A handful of miles away. Yeah, it's only yeah. 20 miles away right. probably. Dude giants 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 yep there's one guy he was i think they have since fixed the fence but he used to hunt i don't know if it was on the ammunition plant side or on the private property side outside of the outside of the fence but there was a creek that would run under this uh, under the fence under the fence and after years and years of wear and tear and it stopped being like you know back in the day that place was real tight security mm-hmm. and i don't think the security is like they're not patrolling fences anymore or anything no like that. i mean it's still i mean they go through your vehicle when you go in there they you gotta open your glove compartment your hood and yeah they go through your whole vehicle but i mean it's yeah so this guy he sets up on that creek and uh the fence is high enough where these deer are traveling underneath of it so it's mm-hmm. this gigantic pinch point basically because the fences aren't can't they can't the deer can't jump the fence. Oh, they can. They can. Oh yeah. On, on is it, are they like twelve foot high? No, it's like a six foot fence with like the angled uh, oh, barbed wire. wire. Yeah. But I've seen does that I don't know how they it angles out towards the outside of the fence, and they'll clear it and then squeeze in between the barbed wire, and then run out. No shit. Yeah. Damn. Well, anyway, this guy's sitting up on this crick system where the uh, they're going right underneath the fence. Oh yeah, and he's it's it's a spot where he sits there, and he just waits. He, oh, I bet he, he's not. He doesn't do it. He doesn't rotate stands. He just waits until the deer that he wants to shoot walks by. And that's a lot of spots that guys have in there. There's mm-hmm. holes in the fence, and that's what they do. You know, coming in and leaving because yeah. they know. I mean, it's a pinch. It's right. It's a pinch point, but it's a fence. You know, because yeah. the deer are going to walk through there. Yeah. Either way, <laughs> it's freaking crazy. I wish I had a place like that, uh, a stand location like that. Right. Or you... it's, it's it's basically you just pick what you want to shoot coming yep. coming through yep. or, or wait. Yeah, that's nuts, man. It's it's. I mean, that place is it's a whole different country in there, right? Because you have bluffs, you have cornfields, you get creeks, lakes, ponds. I mean, how many guys do they let come through there? I don't. I get asked that a lot, and I want to say probably you know. And this is all seasons. I mean, mm. you're talking waterfowl, yeah, turkey, everything. I think it's right around 300 people. Okay. And it's like 20,000 acres. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, my buddy's dad, uh, when he was actually in the service, I think, hunted it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was like in the late 90s. He, yeah. He was hunting it back then. And uh, and they got, last year, they didn't hardly let in. Last year was the first year I didn't get in for archery ever yeah. and i've been there since 2013 gotcha is that a tag i mean is that a a draw system or yep a... so like you we apply for it and then gotcha i think they pretty much you know it's throw your name in a hat and draw it out so a lottery type yeah it's a lottery yep. everybody has the equal equal yep. chances to do it yep. yeah cool cool how many years have you done that i've been down there since 13 yeah i missed a couple years in there but pretty much gotcha gotcha um so kind of going back to that uh that so kind of going back to that whole uh tree stand strategy thing uh again um so on a normal farm a guy would be able to put up as many tree stands as he wants correct in that spot yep so how do you determine what tree stand goes where and whether you're going to run and gun a spot how do you make that decision it's hard yeah because, like, you can't hunt the whole 20,000 acres. There's, there's fence-off areas, and there's certain areas you can't go because there's, you know, there's workers working and buildings and that kind of stuff. But for the most part, it's all free game. Yeah. Um, And Doug's been in there long enough where he's had stands over the years where we'll go in and check them, you know, mm-hmm. you know, see if that spot's hot or not. But uh, other than that, it's just kind of a 
have a map and throw a dart at it and yeah. check it out you know we're always checking maps you know aerials and everything trying to find new spots but do you get to run cameras in there nope no that nope. that would be the tick the 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 trick right there right and that's the thing too with not being able to run cameras because you don't know where them deer are coming from i mean right. you can see trails and everything to play the wind right you you can play the wind right but it, you never know where that deer is going to come from you know yeah because yeah. you're not running cameras you don't know, see where they're coming in at night or leaving in the morning or and that's something i feel like we all get spoiled with in certain spots oh, absolutely. Right? like i'll put a trail camera up and over a scrape or something uh late october november rut hits and i'm like well nothing's on this camera i'm not gonna hunt it you don't have that luxury right, right. you're basically like what are you doing you're hunting fresh sign yeah fresh sign and you know he's had hot, he's been in there ever since he was 12 so he knows the hot spots you know yeah. and they've they've dried up over the years so we'll go in we'll because you can only scout it yeah during the beginning of the year and go hang your stand and then after that it's all run and gun you'd pretty much just have to go in yeah hang a stand and hunt man that would that would that would change almost everything that i like how i operate oh yeah like i am i rely on my trail cameras so much f to target the deer like at the same time though it, i feel like it would just be a weight off my back of oh shit now i know this deer's here now i have to go try to get him right as opposed to you know uh well, well let's go see what this in is in this area and, and then, that's what's so cool about that yeah. place is you i mean you you can hang a stand and sit there all day and not see shit yeah but i've i've went in hung a stand and you'll see i don't know 20 25 bucks in one day during the rut yeah cruise it's through in the right spot oh yeah, yeah. damn yeah yeah i don't know man that that's crazy um and i love it i just yeah. love the the mystery behind it because you know you hear a buck coming you know if you're at one of your home farms you're like okay it's one of three bucks that are still here right yep. you know they're still there so it's one of them three right. and there you don't know what's coming you don't know what's coming down that ridge yeah it's a whole mystery it's awesome yeah man you know i've all i you hear these you hear these old timers talk right mm -hmm. and they oh you guys got it so good with these cell cams and these trail cameras and and uh you know where's the woodsmanship and shit like that oh, yeah. and it, you know i feel like for me the only thing that a trail camera tells me is uh and i don't know about you but uh, the only thing a trail camera tells me really is is there a deer of shooter caliber there and how long ago was he there right right so um i don't think my woodsmanship would necessarily change i'm still having to go into that area mm -hmm. identify a terrain feature or pinch point or some fresh sign and then set up on it accordingly sure but i don't think like i think it's more intel than it is actual strategy right and that camera's not picking up 360 either. oh dude you know it's it's taking yeah i don't know what they pick up 20 feet wide yep. 20 yards wide yep straight out and that's the only thing is picking up you know i've had several trail cameras set up where there's a trail right behind it mm -hmm. you know but they mostly take the one that my camera's on obviously yeah but then again it has my a deer has a mind of its own right it's gonna go wherever the hell it wants right. to right i think it was 2018 uh i had a a guy uh the previous year he stole three of my trail cameras so i set this trail camera up over a mineral lick for the summer uh, remind me to come back to stealing trail cameras still, okay we'll we'll talk about that um so this this guy's stealing my trail cameras i set a uh my trail camera up the same tree that it was stolen from right no cable on it but then i put a, uh, another camera up in the tree angling down at it yep and the whole reason i'm bringing this up like because what you said was this uh the mineral site was only showing what was at the mineral site yeah right and all summer long, there was a, I'm going to say a 155, maybe low 160 class buck going right behind the trail camera. Never hit the mineral site one time the entire summer, but I had multiple pictures of him from the tree that I checked right. after summer was over. Right. To the one up above. Uh, one up above, and I watch him come behind. Yep. It blows my mind. You think you got, you think you know, but it's just... 10 feet here 10 feet there you know th th there could be deer running a different pattern all the time yep and that i had a guy told me tell me that a couple of years ago at tavern uh 
He said he hangs all of his trail cameras right off the platform of his tree stand. Yeah. So he gets an overhead view, but then it's a lot wider because it's, right. you know, 30 feet in the air. Yeah. Man, I tell you what, that would be awesome if I could, if I got cell phone reception in some of those places. But right. Like, you hang a, hang a cell cam off your tree stand and, and catch everything that's coming through. However, I hunt a lot of river bottom ground. Yep. And there's no cell reception yep. there. I have the same problem yeah. back where I live, too. Yeah. I got one property. It's my best property by far. Yeah. But there is no cell service. Yeah. I've even had the little antennas, you know, and you <laughs> climb up the tree and probably try and put them a little higher. Yeah. No, it no. doesn't fucking work. No. Nope. Doesn't work at all. So I used to think that if your cell phone could get reception, then your uh, then your cell cam would. And I don't think it in theory. In theory, yeah. But in theory, it, on not on my farm for some reason the cell cam just I don't know if it's not as powerful or or what the deal is, but it just doesn't. And the craziest it. thing is that farm. There's a fucking cell tower, right? A half mile away. So it's like I don't know what's going on here. Probably the terrain blocking it. It, some, it could be because yeah. my I barely get cell service on my cell phone there. Right. Right. I do have to um, shout out that we're drinking summer shandy. We are. <laughs> it's Why not Google's man. It's not bush light. It's not, but I love summer shandy. Yeah. Dude, I'll tell you what. Okay, so how old are you? Thirty. You're thirty. Okay. Yep. I'm forty. Wait. Are you thirty? Thirty one. Thirty one. Okay. Thirty one. I'm forty. And uh, I went out this weekend, uh like I don't I hardly drink anymore. Right. And this weekend I went out and I had like six bush light tall boys oh my god sunday was not was it rough it was rough like do you have any kids nope no god you lucky bastard (laughs) i was so yeah i I was hung over and i felt like i don't know like i'm too old for this shit see i think with me i feel like i'm 40 because i partied so much when i was young (laughs) where i can't fucking do it because we didn't have any trade shows last year, right? Because all the shit going on. Yeah, and we had one in Wisconsin a couple weekends ago, and me and Doug and the White Tail Adrenaline Boys went out, and man, <laughs> I cannot recover like I used to. <laughs> oh, I felt absolutely like not. Dog shit that whole Sunday. Absolutely not. Um, I and <laughs> I was talking to Kurt one time, and I think this was at the ATA show. And I'm like, how many, how many? Uh, uh, trade shows you got this year and he's counting them out he's like it's gonna be rough and i'm like yeah. what do you mean everybody who listens to the podcast wants to buy you guys a beer oh everyone yeah everyone, everyone. and so you got like a whole table full of beers that just aren't mm-hmm. don't even get drank because it's like you're drink you're you're gonna have liver damage just to make somebody else oh, happy which is nice because <laughs> yeah. you're not spending any money but then you're you know you're halfway through the night and you're right. drunker than a fucking skunk <laughs> right oh man back when i uh Back when I filmed for White Knuckle Productions, mm-hmm. I don't know if you uh, are familiar with that. Oh, yep. shit. Back in back in the day, back before I was married, they people would do the same thing, and uh, I could not like like Sundays at the trade show where I couldn't even open my eyes. Oh yeah, you know, and then trying to drive home on Sunday, you're like, oh Jesus Christ, I gotta I gotta go uh, stop pull over at a rest stop, and we would sleep for thirty minutes or try to get some kind of fresh air just to make it home, man. And you think we'd you think we'd figure it out because right. Sundays, you know, you got to spend all day at the show. Yep. Pack everything pack up. everything up. And drive yep. home. Like, why do we get trashed <laughs> on Saturday night? Right. You should go You should go a day early, party, and then Friday. Well, we're always there Friday day, so yeah. we should party Friday night. Yeah. Saturday, we're good, and then don't do anything Saturday night because right. we still feel like shit. Right, right. But... Hey, never, we're not that smart yet. Never, that never, smart. never did that. Never we're, did we're that. We're probably never going to learn either. No. Man, I tell you what, this last ATA show, I I did really well. I, did you? Uh, uh, it wouldn't have been this year, right? Because we didn't have it, but the year, the previous year. We out. had it last year. Yeah. Not this. Not in 2020. Did we? Was it in 2020? Yeah, because everything shut down March. That's right. Because we, we had ATA. Oh, and 2021 we did. didn't happen. Yeah, this year. This 2021 year. didn't happen. 2020 happened, yeah. 2020 happened, yeah. yeah. I, I went back to the bed. I went I went out to eat, and I was probably back in bed by... Oh, you're lucky, man. Yeah. One night, I did go out uh, to some piano bar or something like that. Because ATA is always the worst, because you yeah. got all them... Industry people. Industry people, and then you, you got the shows going. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's a freaking shit show, man. Stolen trail cameras. You wanted me to come back oh, to that. Oh, yeah. So... 
I don't know if you ever seen the video we posted a couple of years ago. Mm-mm. So I went in. When was that? It was the weekend of the second weekend of second shotgun season. Okay. So just to see if everything made it shotgun. Yep. Because then bow opens back up, you know, and then late muzzleloader here in Iowa. Right. So I went in. I'm like, I'm going to go and check my trail camera. I go in. It's gone. And this was a camera that had, like, the knuckle on it so you could pivot the camera around, you know, so mm-hmm. you can kind of point in different directions. And uh, the mount is still there, but the uh, the camera is pulled out of that knuckle okay. and just gone. Yeah. So I'm like, maybe some shotgun hunters ran through here or something. I, I couldn't explain what happened because they could have just easily undone the strap and taken the whole thing. Yeah. I'm all pissed off. I went to the neighbor. All the na- I knew all the neighbors around there. I'm like, hey, has anyone ba- been back there? And they're like, no, we haven't seen anyone. I'm like, okay. So next spring comes around, and I'm shed hunting. I find the camera about 100 yards away from where it was on this tree. And it is tore to fucking shreds. Like something chewed on it? Or? Something chewed on it. Yeah. Like tore up. And it's one of those ones where you can, like, connect your Wi-Fi to it and check your cam- your pictures, you okay. know? yeah. I flip the fucker on, and it turns on. And somehow, right before shotgun, I, I turned it to video mode. Right. So I'm like, there's no way that this thing is going to work. I flip it on. It comes on. It connects my phone. A fucking coyote chewed it off the tree, and he carried it 100 yards and sat there for, I think, by the time he got off the tree till he left, it was like five hours he sat there and chewed on it. For five hours, he yeah. chewed on a. <laughs> it's fucking bizarre, dude. Like, because it's like fifteen second videos, you know. And you got you actually posted that video of, oh, it, it of went, him chewing on. It went fucking viral. Like outdoor channel shared it and everything. No doubt. And you, ha- I mean, it's crazy because like the first video, you know, he's like checking it out. Then he leaves, comes back, and he's checking out, and he's up sniffing it. And all of a sudden, it's you just get this picture view. This view of inside of his mouth just <laughs> chewing on it. And he finally gets it off. And then he sits on the ground. He's chewing on a little bit there. And then there's video with it in his mouth. Yeah. And you can just see trees going by. He's running with it. And then he drops it again. And then he lays down and sits there and chews on it for five hours. No shit. Yeah. Mm. It was the most bizarre thing. I wonder if you had like bacon grease on your fingers or something like that or food on I your fingers that's what everyone told me like would you go to fucking mcdonald's right before you went out there i'm like no i didn't do anything like that and then i remember i called kurt and i'm like dude you're never gonna believe this until i show you the video and i told him the story he's like dude there's no fucking way and i we put a collage of all the videos together that is nuts man that's crazy man i tell you what have you had anything crazy like that happen to you? I'm trying to think of the craziest thing that's happened. Like, I've had eight trail cameras stolen mm. in the past like five years, right? All from the same spot, all in October, right? One time, he even cut down a tree. It was on really to, to take it, yeah, and it was cable locked. He cut the tree down. It was a pretty small tree, but um, do you ever find out who it was? I, I got a good feeling who it is. But I can't, you know, you guy just can't walk up to you, a, a guy who you think it is, and go, "Hey, fuck you," and punch right, him. Right? right. You, you can't do that. Right. So unless you have proof of it yeah, or something. Right. So <laughs> I have the, uh, I called, the, you know, the DNR officer. I know fairly well in that area. I know him and the guy who. So man, what year was this? Like 2017. It's this. You know, we talk. You talk about the perfect rut morning mm-hmm. right crisp cool hardly any wind thermals are kicking you know sunshine and deer are moving you can hear grunting and running around in oh, the timber yeah. and then boom high power <laughs> i'm and i'm the kind of guy i don't know about you you know I, i've posted this before and you're just like oh, ignore it people are just like oh, don't talk about it, ignore it i'm the kind of guy who's like i'm calling the fucking cops and i'm oh, gonna yeah. try to get this guy arrested right right so i call the share or the uh conservation officer he does a little stakeout he watches this guy pull a um he watches a guy 
walk out of the timber with a high power rifle and then walk back in. So he, he walks back into the uh, timber and, uh, this guy is hunting over bait, a small corn pile or something like that. And he shoots a fork horn buck, uh, just something this big. And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> like what, why is this guy shooting? Like, I don't think he's desperate for food. That's right. the only thing that I can think of. Right. right? But you know, if you got a thousand dollar gun, you might be able to afford uh, some food or whatever. And I don't know. I don't know what the story was, but he ends up getting busted, gets his license taken away. And so, long story short, I think I think it's that guy. Oh, right. So, so he probably thought you called him in, or yeah. Whatever. Oh no, I. Uh, so, funny story. The next year. Um, I don't ever shotgun hunt. I'm, all, I'm for the most part bow hunter. My wife goes, "Hey, I, I, would you take me shotgun hunting?" I'm like, "Hell yeah!" yeah so I'm going. Go. I'm going out the night before uh, first season shotgun, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm walking through the timber. I'm following these boot tracks in the snow. I walk up to the dude, who I think it is. Walk up to him. He's sitting there with a crossbow, and I said, "I go, huh?" I did. Now I didn't. I didn't know at the time that he had his his license taken away from him right. to, to hunt. It, I guess it was still in the courts or whatever. It wasn't public. I didn't know. So he's sitting, Wait, is he on your property? He, yeah. So he has permission to hunt the property. He had permission to hunt the property at the time because um, I don't think the landowner knew how big of a dirt ball he was. Okay. Right. So anyway, um, and she's this nice person and, you know, whatever. She's like, oh, just know that he's out here. I'm like, okay. Uh, do you know he's a convicted felon? Like, I know some of his like his past and shit like right, that. Right, his history. And she's like, well, he just wants to shoot some does for his freezer. I'm like, I don't, I'm not the landowner. I can't sit there and argue with her because right. I don't want to lose the property. Right. right. So he's sitting there with a crossbow, and he, the first thing he says to me is, I got to use a crossbow because uh, I got a bad shoulder. And I'm just like, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> right. right. I, I thought do you got to do. Yeah. He's like, uh, he's like, you know, hey, just do me a favor and don't, you know, don't tell the, you know, don't tell the conservation officer I was out here. I'm like, and it didn't click right away. I was so pissed that I saw him. Right. I didn't realize that he had, had his taken away. I said, that's the first, and I said to him, that's the first phone call I'm making when I get out of the timber. I'm going to call him up and I'm going to let him know, you know, because you just got busted. You know, how does, how does this lady even know you're, you know, does she know that you got in trouble and all this shit? On her land. On probably. her land. Right. Yeah. And uh, he was like. Well, you know, if you could just keep it, you know, between us, I'd really appreciate that. And I'm like, fuck that. And I thought, I like, I walked away from him with facing him. Oh, you didn't know. I didn't. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised if this fucker tried to throw a arrow at me. Like that's I, I. So I walked, I walked away from him for about 80 yards facing him, and then I turned around and dropped down out of his view, and uh, and then I. Then I got a call from my wife and it just, everything left my head right. that I just saw him and I never, I never called the cops on him. But then I told him, I, co- I t- told the DNR officer when I got some, uh, more trail cameras stolen about the encounter. And he's like, I wish you would have told me because he, at that time he had his license suspended and he would have gotten in trouble again right. at that point. Man. Fuck. I don't know why people just had, had to be so shitty about it. Dude. Like, I don't understand. I don't know if it's a big buck thing. I don't know if it's a... Because I don't know, there you've probably heard a rumor of a guy who's been busted several times, like oh, yeah. whether it's trespassing for sheds or uh, shooting big bucks, you know, shooting bucks off the road, and they just they're repeat offenders and repeat offenders. And I'm just like, what good is a taxidermy deer in your house when you can't tell anybody about you it? You can't show anyone, tell anyone no. about it. No, it's like the only person who knows is, is you, you, and that's it. And you're lying to yourself about how good of a fucking hunter you yeah. are. It's like, uh, right. check out that deer I poached from the road with a spotlight. Oh, maybe just Great. like sucking their own dick. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you never. I don't know. It's it's mind blowing. Yeah. Oh. Like it's not that hard to go out and buy a twenty six dollar tag. No, and do it the right way. You know, right. or but they just keep losing and they keep losing and they keep losing. But fuck, man, I. Have you ever caught someone in the act before? No, I have not. No. No. I always say to myself, I, I talk a big game, right? I'm just like, oh, if I ever saw someone, I'd beat their ass right, or whatever. Right, right. Uh, one, one of your guys' buddies, Wade Borman, sounded, oh, yeah. I had him on my podcast a while ago, and he sounded like he was a couple steps away from just dropping a guy one time. And have you have you met him? 
Uh, I think one time. In person? Yeah. He's a giant human being. Yeah. A giant human being. Yeah. I wouldn't want to be, I wouldn't want him <laughs> pissed off at me, I can tell you that. Fuck, man. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, I, I don't I don't know what, what sparked that, but. Lance. I never had anything stolen either. I mean, that trail camera, and then I had one tree stand stolen, and that was it. Yeah, dude. It's the same time every year. I think it's the same, the same guy who's been doing it, and, you know. The, is that the property too you can't get cell service on yeah that guy that sucked yeah so it is what it is i think there's some time there's a time where in this like i'm I'm so mad when i find out that those cameras get stolen that i feel like i want to take my rut vacation the middle of october we like have the middle, middle two weeks yep. and just sit in a tree and wait for them or or find because where this dude parks i'm pretty sure there's cell service so put a put a, a cell cam in there and just wait for his car to wait pull for up his truck to go and, then, by. and then just call the call the dnr officer right. say, he's there right now god dude that's yeah it just sucks that you have to deal with that you oh. know that's not what hunting should be about at all you should be out there to relax and have fun have fun yeah but you know, hey, this world is, is full of shitty people. You know what I mean? It is. It is. Um, Unfortunately, it is. But you were asking about you were asking about another uh, kind of a weird thing that I, I've, I've seen. Have you ever seen like uh, any type of National Geographic shit in the woods, like uh, a bobcat taking down a squirrel or a rabbit or anything like that? No. Well, mm, no, not in the woods. National Geographic. Geographic shit. We were. This has nothing to do with hunting at all, but <laughs> that's all right. It's just fucking funny. Yeah. So my old house where I used to live had this 250 year old tree yeah. that sat in the middle of the in the yard. It's giant oak tree. Mm-hmm. Me and a couple buddies were sitting there having beers, you know, one Saturday afternoon, and shooting the shit, and all of a sudden, this I had like patio furniture, you know. We're sitting on the table on the porch. This dove's head. Just lands on the fucking table. And we're like, what the hell? We look up. Yep, there's just a hawk up there just munching on a dove. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I'll tell you one of the coolest things I've ever seen was, and I'm going to describe it like like in the most detail that I can because I think it, you know, so it's a late October hunt. Okay. And, you know, uh, warm during the day and then it starts to get cool at night after the sun goes down, right? It's just this crisp. It's like, and then, you know how in the uh, evening times, uh, uh, the wind dies down yep. and it's dead quiet. Perfect. Right? Just some birds chirping or whatever. Yep. And I see these squirrels. Uh, they're probably about 40 yards from me. They're chasing each other up and down a tree, chasing each other, chasing each other. One goes into a hole and the other one kind of climbs up on this branch and he's facing away from me. And I'm, I'm sitting in my tree stand almost in line with him perfectly. And uh, I'm sitting real still because I'm real relaxed. And then I just, I hear something from behind me. I just hear this. And it's this giant owl. It doesn't flap his wings or anything. Just coasting right at this squirrel without breaking stride. One hand right on his head and takes off. And it just keeps going. Just keeps going without even having to flap. And I thought to myself, holy shit, that is the coolest. That is probably to this day one of the coolest, quote unquote, nature things that I've ever Never seen. seen. Right? Oh. And you can hear this squirrel screaming into nothing. Just screeching. Like, <laughs> <laughs> He's gone. He's, He's gone, gone. Like a fart in the right, wind. Exactly. And I'm just like, all right. That's nature. Like, Could you imagine if we had wings? Oh, dude, I'd be dead. I'd, I'd run, be dead. I'd be run, I'd run into something like <laughs> probably a window. <laughs> Fuck, I don't know a car, I, airplane. I don't know wings. Man, I don't know what would you do with wings. It'd make getting your tree stand a hell of a lot easier. Yeah, yeah. But I'd I'd be more like a turkey. Where when I would fly, I'd be real loud and <laughs> just dumb, big and dumb. <laughs> I'd fall out of trees and shit, like land on branches that are already broken and right, hurt right. myself. Yeah, I've never had any like shit like that happen, but I did have this property that I lost a couple years ago, and I hunted it, I think, three years. First year, this, this old guy owned it. Mm-hmm. He passed away. And the farmer I was helping at the time 
um, he always rented the ground and farmed it. So I'm like, hey, can I hunt that? He's like, yeah, go ahead. Because old man didn't like anyone hunting in there. Yeah. First year I went in, I found like 14 sheds on this place. I mean, it was just everything you could ask for in a property. Yeah. Hunted that three years, and then the last, I lost it that spring, but I was able to shed hunt it still before I lost it. And I came across a tombstone. No shit. In the woods, yeah. Yeah. Hans Froschman. Hans Froschman. Yep. Like 18. Remind me to show you after the podcast. I got a picture of the, yeah. the headstone. Yeah. It's like 1849 he died. So it was only one tombstone. One tombstone in the middle of this timber, yeah. So did- I, I, I had to have walked by it a hundred times. Right. But it was spring and everything was dead, you know, and I'm like, and I was walking the field edge and I seen it. But the the letters were like faced away from me. Okay, so you didn't know it was actually a tombstone. I, but it, it was you know it looked like one. Yeah, straight sides with the the curved top, curved top. Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> uh, I don't. Is that a tombstone? I don't know. And it's it's probably forty yards in. You yeah. know, so I'm walking down a little farther and still looking. I'm like, this is kind of creepy. Yeah. Have, did you ever used to get freaked out when you were a kid walking to a tree stand in the dark or coming out of the timber in the dark? Not, see, I never hunted tree stands as a kid. Okay. I grew up, uh, like party hunting. I gotcha. Okay. So we didn't, we never hung at, or we never hunted at a stand. Yeah. I didn't ever, I didn't start doing that till I started bow hunting and I was like 23. Oh, dude. So but I, I still get scared now. <laughs> <laughs> so before I knew what a bobcat sounded like. Have you ever heard a bobcat scream? Oh yeah, yeah, like a little girl crying in the woods. Yeah, like so. I'm uh, make you shit your pants oh, in about exactly. two seconds. And now, now imagine like a 13 year old or 12 year old, right? And I'm sure there's guys out there. Oh, you pussy! You know, like you're a pussy. Oh yeah, I don't care. No, I'm yeah. fucking terrified. Yeah, I was, I was scared shitless. I'm like, what is that? And I thought it was a, a honestly a girl crying. So I get out of my tree stand. I'm running up to where my mom was at. I'm like. I think there's someone who needs help. <laughs> Were you a kid then? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, it was yesterday, this past season. Oh, I'm a fucking grown-ass <laughs> man. If I hear that kind of noise, I am running. Oh, dude, it, it was freaky. And uh, my mom's like, no, I think that's a bobcat. I think you're fine. And I'm just right. like, no, let's go. Like, we're yep. getting out of here. <laughs> that was a child. Yeah. There's a baby in the woods. <laughs> right. By itself screaming. Right. You've seen the movies. Yeah. You've seen the movies. We've seen this a hundred times. <laughs> we're going to die now. No, but still, when I'm walking in the dark and you bump a like an owl or a turkey or yeah. something, you know, turkey's the worst because it sounds like a fucking Sasquatch has come <laughs> jumping out of the tree at you. Or uh, I, had this, I had this property uh, where I hunted for like 13 years and then it kind of i don't know it, i got over hunted i really never went back to it but it was like chest high crp so you had to walk through chest high crp mm-hmm. and every once in a while i'd step or kick up a pheasant in the oh pitch yeah black dark oh yeah and it flies up you can feel its wings on yep. your face and and that like the adrenaline rush from that is like you're just skipping to the tree stand after that. Like, oh, oh yeah. Jesus Christ! What? <laughs> Terrifying. Right. The was I wasn't scared, but it was like this was uh, two seasons ago. I had this fucking skunk that was haunting me on this property, <laughs> and the first time I seen it, like it was that year it was beans. Yeah. And they were all they were brown already. Leaves were all off. Mm-hmm. And I could see him walking through the beans. I'm like, is that a fucking raccoon? Like, I don't know what this is coming straight at me, you know? Yeah. And finally he gets close enough, and I realize it's a skunk. If there was any deer around there, because I just went bolting straight through the beans. Yeah. Making all kinds of fucking noise. <laughs> have you ever been sprayed by a skunk? No, I have not. And I was avoid. But every time I walked out, I'd walk out different every time. Yeah. And I'd still run into that motherfucker. Yeah. Every time. Every time. There's probably a den somewhere. Um, I was pulling a dog off a skunk once, and he got to him before he sprayed, and I pulled the dog off, and he just turned around and hit us both. Oh. Uh, it was at, I was real young. I was at my grandma's, and uh, she didn't even let me in the house. She was spraying me down with a hose. and uh, uh, Treating you like the dog. Right, exactly. Yep. She's like, no way you're going in the house. It. I smelled like skunk for probably a week. Oh yeah, just like when if you hit one with your vehicle, your fucking inside of your car smells like shit for a month. Oh, uh, nature. Um, yeah. 
You ever, crazy. You ever been attacked by a dog? No. No. I had to pull a knife on a, I had to pull an, uh, a knife out of my pocket. I, I was, there's a, this farmhouse across the street from where I used to hunt. And the lady would come once a week and she would dump 50 pounds of dog food in front of her house in the, in the front yard. And then she'd leave. It's a abandoned house, but it's, she still had all of her dogs there. None of them were really. No, none of them were collared. None of them. Oh, that would fucking. I'm a dog guy. Yeah, I got two dogs. That would just piss me off. Oh, dude. So one day I'm walking out of the woods and I hear all this crazy noise coming from a barn, and it's uh, all those dogs had cornered a raccoon and they were eating it alive. Oh, yeah. That was that was something to watch. And then two of those dogs, the other uh, another time, they were pulling at my pant legs, growling at me. You know, not like a friendly type growl. So, right. So I had to kick one of them and pull the knife. And I, I thought I was going to have to kill a dog to right. save my own life that, that time. And I mean, at that point, it's like a fucking coyote, you know? <laughs> right, exactly. They're a wild animal. Right. Have the, no training nobody, nobody was watching out for those dogs. Just oh, that lady dumping food once a that's week. That's fucking sad, dude. <laughs> that is sad. Yeah. Uh, they were, they ruined, they, they ran, they ran that countryside, that, those properties, like uh, like a pack of wolves basically see and that's the bad thing about uh down at the ammunition plant because there is wild dogs running around there too and i actually yeah i actually had uh i had two dogs run up to me that was two seasons ago in there and they both had collars on yeah (laughs) and i i tried they would come up to me but no tags they had collars so i'm like these are someone's dogs you know Mm -hmm. and event at first, they just piss you off because they don't leave. Yeah. They just sit there and stare at you. You know, they're they not see... mean, are they? No, they no, weren't mean. Yeah. You could go out and pet them and shit, but, yeah. it, you know, eventually they ran off. But then I just Google searched, you know, two black dogs with red collars, Burlington. Yeah. And they've been running around for years in that town. No doubt. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. freaking. I don't know how they ended up in there because with all the. Fe- I mean, they found a hole somewhere, yeah. obviously, but yeah, they're probably still running around in there. That's crazy. That's crazy. So it's uh, it's spring, right? Yep. Are you uh, – I asked this question to Kurt when he was on the, the Hunting Gear podcast. Are you a turkey guy or are you a turkey guy only during turkey season? I'm not a fucking turkey guy. You don't, do you even hunt turkeys? I Okay, here's the story. All our listeners know that okay. they know I'm the guy that fucking hates turkeys. <laughs> Why? So, Okay, I'll tell you the story. So, for I never grew up to hunting turkeys. Yeah, my old man's like, "Fuck that, we ain't doing it." Yeah, like, okay, whatever. I went out in like 2015 with a buddy of mine with a shotgun. Yeah, we didn't see shit. So then Doug's like, "Hey, I'll take you out." And like Doug's Doug is a turkey guy. Yeah, like he'll go out first morning within a half an hour, one's dead. Right. So he's like, "It's so easy. I will take you out." <laughs> cool. And we're bow hunting, you know. Yeah. First year we go out. No turkeys. Right. Second year, we uh, we hunted one of my properties, and this fucking turkey, we could see him coming 200 yards away, yeah. running right towards the decoys, gets to the property line fence, stops, goes, jumps the other side of the fence on the property behind us that I can't hunt, Yeah. and he runs right behind us. Six yards. Okay. Can't shoot him. Right. And he's like, I don't know what's wrong with you. Like, you're <laughs> like just bad. Bad ju- mojo. <laughs> yeah, bad juju or something. So the following year, we go to his parents' farm, and they have crazy amounts of turkeys. He's like, we will get you one here. Yeah. And we have, like, 12 toms strutting out in the field. Yeah. Nothing comes in. Okay. We're sitting there, sitting there, and he has this, we always set up by this, uh, they have a gate on the end of their field. Mm-hmm. And the turkeys always run through that gate right up to the decoys. So he's like, oh, one's coming. Because they always fly across the creek, run through this gate. Yeah. This Tom is hauling ass. Like running straight towards you? Straight towards the decoys. And I'm like, he's like, get ready. Like, this is going to (laughs) happen. I'm like, fuck yeah. And he gets 50 yards. He's coming in. And he swings out about 75 yards around the decoys. And then back to the fence line and just keeps going. <laughs> like most bizarre fucking... So they knew you were there, almost. 
like he that that turkey knew we were there. Jesus. And I'm like, dude, I fucking hate turkeys. <laughs> like, and that's just how every turkey se- season gone. And then last year, I finally, we sat there for fucking out. We went to the same spot. Yeah. And we had five toms across the creek, mm-hmm. strutting, doing everything. They just went across the creek, you know. And they have this huge ridge across the creek where they all roost. Yeah. So they're just going nuts in the morning. I mean, it's it's the coolest thing ever, you know, yeah. hearing them all go off. And um, for sure. Sat there till like eight. And we're like, fuck it, let's go. And then he's like, oh, let me try one last time. Hits the call. Here comes, flies across the creek. Yeah. Came right in the decoys, you know, seven yards. I smoked it. And then, so that was my first turkey ever was last year. <laughs> That's all. Hey, I'll tell you this. I can't believe how something with a brain the size of a pinky fingernail can outdo us. Oh, I know. You know, it, I just, I don't understand. They, it must be so binary. Like, uh, if this happens, then this happens. Like, if I hear a gobble here, I'm going to go, and I ha- don't have hens with me, then I'm going to go here. You know, they are the dumbest, smartest bird you exactly. ever try and hunt. Exactly. Oh, man, when was this? I was married in 2012, okay, uh, on the 14th of April. So my, my ninth wedding anniversary is this Wednesday. Right. And uh, Happy anniversary. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, my wife, so instead of going on a honeymoon, uh, we go turkey hunting. Mm. And I'm like, it, it'll be fun. It's gorgeous out there. It's all these things. <laughs> the first, excuse me, the first year it rained the entire time oh, and boy. so i drug her through the rain with me this is her first were you in a blind at least uh to start out <laughs> but then we would run and gun because right. I, I i i guess i just take a 20 gauge with me sure and uh so i look over i go i can see one up there and she and it's raining on us and she's so pissed like so irate oh yeah like you know, you know when your woman looks at you and there's no talking your way out of it. You're, you know, this Tom's actually coming in, but she's so pissed. You know, you're in deep shit for a month. Exactly. Yep. I just was like, and I'd only been married at this point three days. All right. Right. <laughs> so I'm just like, all right, let's go. So we go next year, cold and rainy. And she's sitting through that shit again. Oh boy. Oh, and, and so the I third, thought I had a rough turkey. Hunt. Right. And so the third year, and the, the birds were dead. You know, like no gobbling, nothing. Third year, uh, she's like, "No, I'm, I'm, no way, I'm going turkey hunting. I'm not going. That fucking sucks. <laughs> I'd rather go late season deer hunting with you." Right? right. Finally, I talk her into it, and uh, that la- that third year, uh, she, um, we had two toms come in, and we doubled up on on. Oh, uh, sweet. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. But she's kind of got the bad juju I got. Yeah. <laughs> but she, then, then she went on a five-year run. Oh, really? Yeah, she, sweet. She, she shot a bird for the next, I think, five years, and it's it's crazy how someone who has never picked up a firearm before that turkey hunting experience, she's I don't like if I, if a turkey comes in or a buck comes in out here, I'm shaking, you know, I'm getting fired up, right. and she she's just kill shit. Straight as an arrow. Yeah, just kill shit. Yeah, and uh, I try. I want to get her into bow hunting, to be honest with you, mm-hmm. but she just doesn't have any interest in that. So really, whatever. And more time for me, I guess. Yeah, and I'm not saying I won't ever turkey hunt again, but it's just not like. Yeah, I'm not like all pumped up and fired about it, right. like like all these other guys. You know, we do a turkey palooza every year. Where we get a bunch of guys together and we hunt Austin Chandler's farm and Ross Bigger's farm. And this year I'm like, they're like, oh, get an <laughs> Illinois tag. You know, it's super cheap. Like, come yeah. over and hunt with us. I'm like, hey, I will be the beer runner or camera guy or whatever you want me to be. I'll be there all weekend. But uh, I'm sure I'm not getting up that early. I'm not, you know, I'm, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm taking my daughter for the first time this year. So yeah, that'll be fun, man. Yeah. She's not she's not big enough to pull the trigger yet, but she's. I think, she, I'm, like I said, I'm pulling out of school, and uh, hopefully she gets hooked. On yeah, it. and uh, it seems like the way the weather's going, we might have mushrooms real soon. Man, I don't think the weather around here can make up its damn mind. Yeah, I know. I just my favorite is hunting hunting turkey hunting in the morning, and then trying to look for mushrooms in the afternoons. Right, right. Uh, in the last couple seasons. 
I don't feel like the weather's lined up for that to happen. But mm-hmm. this, if we get more days like this, I think we might have some mushrooms popping here. And that's why soon. we do turkey plues over in Illinois because they can't hunt turkeys past one o'clock. Oh, so we'll okay. turkey hunt, you know, till one, and then the afternoons we're usually mushroom hunting or shed hunting also. Yeah. yeah. So it works out pretty well over there. Yeah, absolutely. Well, my friend, uh, we've been bullshitting for one whole hour and three minutes. Sweet. So uh, do you want to keep going or do you want to call it quits? And uh, unless you have anything else you need to say. Um, no, it's a good episode, though. Yeah. I'm I glad th- I could be the first one in your exactly uh, in your studio. I almost feel like I should get a professional picture taken of you and frame it. <laughs> Just have me on the like, wall in here. You know, like the first dollar that a company makes right, is right, on the wall. Right. People would walk in there, who the hell is that guy? <laughs> it doesn't matter who he is. <laughs> He's the first. He's the first. He's the first. Yeah. So that's cool, man. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming. Yeah. Man, I appreciate it. Yeah. Sweet little, sweet little setup here. Yeah. This is not, I don't think this is a real cow rug. I don't think so. No, I think my, my wife bought it online, but anyway, <laughs> it looked cool. One of those Etsy things, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue, brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors. Every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.